0: What's up, what's up, what's up everybody, Paul Hickey here, welcome to the Paul Hickey Podcast. Pumped to have you with me, this is episode 44. Today we're going to talk about how I cut my marathon time in half. On the Paul Hickey Podcast we talk about business, we talk about productivity, digital strategy, Sometimes we talk about sports and fitness and athletics, but how it all comes together and culminates, whether you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, whether you're a digital marketer or just a regular marketer who needs to learn digital. That's what the podcast is for. Hopefully you're out there doing something productive right now. Maybe you're working out, maybe you're driving to a meeting, maybe you're working, or maybe it's just leisure for you. But regardless of your reason for listening, I appreciate you tuning in today. Today is a reflection from my personal journey, and because of that, I'm gonna bring you a song that should inspire you because this is something that you have to do yourself, what I'm about to tell you here. So without further ado, Alexa, play Do It Myself by Russ from Spotify. Alexa, play Do It Myself by Russ from Spotify myself by Russ from Spotify. second times the charm apparently all right so like I said this is something that you have to do yourself if you really want to achieve these results you got to stay focused yeah, I don't need I don't need music, to music. I has always yourself. focused me no no whether I'm myself. doing chores doing something I don't want to do, doing something I absolutely want to do and cannot wait. Alexa, stop. Just wanted to throw that in there on the podcast because music is a huge motivator for me. Always has been. Gets my adrenaline going. Gets my blood pumping, flowing. Gets my productivity up. And that's what we all need to be successful business people, athletes, whatever we're trying to be, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, friends, positive people, work hard and happy is the name of the podcast. So let's jump into it. How did I cut my marathon time in half? This is a reflection from my personal journey. And in 2006, my wife, Kate, she's my best friend, love her adore her. She said, you know what? I want to run a marathon. It's on my bucket list. And I'm not the type of person that's going to kind of let Kate do something like that without wanting to do it myself. And so I said, I'm in too. Now I had no reason at the time to do this other than it was on Kate's bucket list. And I had no business training for a marathon. I mean, I was 55 pounds overweight. That's right. At age 19, I was kind of in tip-top physical shape, but now I was 25, six years later, out of college. Had been working really, really hard in my first couple jobs out of school, moving up the corporate ranks for the Detroit Pistons. Been promoted a few times. But I was at the arena all the time, and the way that I rewarded myself was through eating just buckets of Thai food, and tons of pizza, and I had totally let myself go physically. I was watching a ton of TV in my spare time, not doing anything physical, in spite of the fact that I had played high school basketball and loved running and playing golf. I had totally let myself go. So I, I couldn't even get out of bed in the morning, really. I mean, it'd be like 9 a.m. I'd wake up on Monday through Friday. It was pretty pathetic sleeping it in on the weekends and so it was a good thing for me to do so I jumped right in started training with Kate a buddy of mine Nate Murphy aka the great Murfinis basically told me, you know you've gotta do this it's gonna be great for you Hicks he's like, hicks if you can do this follow this marathon training schedule you're gonna be able to also eat whatever you want and still lose weight and had I actually done it the right way, I probably would have but man I I barely ever, Uh, trained, I did okay on the training, but man, I finished in over six hours, finished at Ford Field and basically felt like I never wanted to run ever again. So it was kind of a nightmare actually. I mean, I did it, felt good about it, but uh, was still out of shape for probably about the next five or six years Um, through the birth of of my two awesome kids. Finally got my act together uh, in 2015, some of you may know this story, but New Year's Eve 2015, I just finally got pissed at myself and I was like sick of feeling fat, looking fat. No other way to put it, guys. I mean, I just I was chubby. I was just absolutely fat. I call call myself fat Paul. Um in in reference to those days. And I was at my friend Josh's wedding, and I was around all of my six foot three, six foot four, six foot five friends who just looked phenomenal, and I just looked like a piece of crap. And I felt like a piece of crap. I got mad at myself, so January 1st, 2016, totally pissed at myself. Jealous and envious of all of my tall, skinny, fit friends. I realized that this wasn't who I wanted to be, and so I knew I had to change. So I was about to be 35 that year. I knew it would be harder to lose weight and keep it off, so I started eating right. I mean, that was the biggest thing I started doing. I replaced. Egg McMuffins with yogurt parfaits. I replaced fried rice with quinoa. I replaced pizza with fish, lunch meat, veggies. Started hitting the gym every day at about 4 or 5 a.m. as well. Just basically cold turkey. And so I did it myself. I didn't, didn't have a personal trainer, didn't have a nutritionist or anything. I knew what I needed to do. I needed to just... Execute it, execute the plan. This worked, and the challenge turned into fun, which then turned into a hobby, and this is an important concept. At first, people were confused, they were worried, they were scared for me, this was really different to everyone around me, especially those that love me most. But I kept going, I knew what I was doing, and I just went heads down. It wasn't about them, like I said, it was about me. It was about doing it myself and doing it for myself. I knew that if I could make these changes in my life I'd be happier and they'd be some of the most benefici <laughs> that they excuse me, that was horrible. I'm trying to do a podcast here and I can't even talk. Uh, I do have a client call here in two minutes that I'm gonna need to pause the segment for, but I'll be back. Anyway, I knew that the people that love me that were confused the most, they would be some of the biggest beneficiaries of my newfound happiness. So the second time around, I ran the Nashville Marathon. The first marathon I ran was in Detroit, by the way. I think I might have skipped over that fact. We were living in Michigan at the time. It was in October of 2006. Finished in six hours and 17 minutes. The Nashville Rock and Roll Marathon in April of 2018, I finished in three hours and 56 minutes. Because the first time around I did it for Kate, the second time around I did it for me. And when I did it for myself, I was able to uh, just focus on the right reasons why I was doing it. Focus was huge, this was, this was kind of the next reason why I was able to do this. It was all about mindset. Uh, I knew I would break four hours, it was a done deal in my brain. Even though I had set personal records in the half marathon during my during this marathon, and I set a, a personal record in the twenty miles, uh, finished thirteen point one in an hour and forty two minutes and forty seven seconds. Finished twenty miles in two hours forty four minutes. Just to give you an idea of the pace of those, it was an eight thirty two pace. Uh, I mean, I was flying. My my. 5K pace was 7.11. My 10K pace was 7.41. I was just flying. But it got hard. Um, it got harder around the 20-mile mark. I had to keep pushing. I, I started to feel my body break down. Started to feel my calves firing. And I just had to focus. So this was very, very important, the focus. And because of the mindset, because of the mindset of breaking four hours, knowing that I was going to do it. I did not stop. I wanted to stop a couple different times. I wanted to walk, but that wasn't what I knew I was supposed to do, or why I had started this. I had started it to break four hours, absolutely crush my previous time. I had run in five half-marathons since, and had improved each time. And that's one thing I'm big on is, always do the next thing better than you did the last thing. And so, number one, eating right. Number two, doing it for yourself and setting those goals for yourself. Whether it's breaking a particular time or just continuing to improve, I knew that I needed to do that and that I was going to do it. And so I fought through some of the adversity that came along the way but there's two other two other big ones coming up here. Those are that's just the beginning. The the real big ones here, one is pain management, and this one I believe applies to everything else in life, not just athletics. Um, we know that the greatest athletes of all time had to had to manage their pain. Some of the greatest athletes of all time had to retire because of their pain. So look at guys like Larry Bird. Larry Bird would have played like until he was forty one or forty two, if he would have had the ability to manage his pain like a guy like Tom Brady or Yaramir Yager. And so pain management's huge. Um, and it's it's something that everybody can do if they do it the right way. And I've been on both ends of this spectrum. You know, the first time around when I was twenty five, I did not know how to manage my pain. My pain in long runs, I would just give up. I would start walking. I said, oh well, my body hurts. But then the knowledge and the mindset of being able to deal with that and actually fix things—it's amazing what unlock you have mentally when when you know how to fix certain things. It's like it's like the confidence of a builder or a handyman or the confidence of uh, like a seamstress, somebody who can sew, somebody who can make things. It's a similar type of concept if you know that your back hurts or your hamstring hurts or your foot hurts, your Achilles, whatever it is, plantar fasciitis, whatever injury you're suffering from, if you know how to make the different tweaks and adjustments and and do the stretches and icing and and when to go to sleep and when to wake up and all the different details around it, you can manage these injuries. And so about six weeks before this marathon, I started to feel some serious tightening and sharp pain in my left Achilles and like it was really weird. It was kind of to the point where it was scary. Like I thought it would snap. So you know, I, I knew that you know I wasn't going to give up. Obviously, um, I had already done my, you know, I was about to do my twenty mile run. I knew I needed to get that hurdle. I had already done several thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen mile runs. I needed to do the twenty. And so I, I googled it. Found out that it was Achilles tendonitis. It's a well-known running injury among those who are, you know, training consistently going uphill and for speed, which is exactly what I was doing. You know, anyone who knows anything about the uh, Nashville terrain, it's uh, very well known for being like one of the most um, elevated and hilly marathons, just a lot of hills, a lot of micro hills, I call them. And so um, I implemented my own pain management program. It consisted of rest, ice, heat, ankle braces, stretching. But then I went to the chiropractor and I got like really honed in on what to do. So, um, local chiropractor in in Spring Hill, Tennessee, be well chiropractic, uh, Dr. Hootie, somebody that I, uh, basically now I consider him like my Arnie Kander. For those of you who don't know, go Google Arnie Kander Detroit Pistons and you know what I'm talking about. Um, he also helped me with my, um, in addition to just what to do to manage the pain outside of running, I'd say the biggest tip he gave me was how to run. I was running on my toes, and this put a ton of pressure on my Achilles. So when I started running more flat-footed, I was using my quad muscles to push off and give me more burst and instead of putting pressure on my Achilles. And so changing the running style completely with about four weeks before the race was really the key that helped me bust through and and, and get that, sub four hour time. So it was changing my muscle memory. Um, and what was interesting about this is it caused some, some you know, minor e- you know, expected pain in other areas of the body, but ultimately it was a macro win. It was great for speed, mindset, and recovery. So learning pain management meant learning the real meaning and application of what, uh, of what we all really need in business and in life, which is patience. Um, not forcing it, trusting the process recovering and truly improving. So this is a great example of, you know, I'm telling you the story about how I cut my marathon time basically in half from age 25 to 36. So you have like a t- almost 12 year gap in between marathons. And so you've got, uh you know, somebody who's for all intents and purposes, like you you think that it would be the other way, right? But you've got someone who's Got more life experience, has a better mindset, has more reasons to do it, cares more, and is willing to put in the work at every level to achieve it. And so it's really similar for business. I mean, it's almost the exact same thing. It's like a perfect analogy. You know, you need experiences to shape your mindset, to shape your goals, and then you need to have the macro patience of. Wanting to make daily tweaks, tweaks in the moment, adjustments in the moment to navigate your course and get to the outcome, whether it's a micro outcome or a macro outcome that you desire. And so, you know, a micro outcome in business would be like some something like um, getting, you know, getting a project launched successfully, or or just even getting through a conversation with a difficult person that you're working with, or you know, a client to have the opportunity to do something or prove something. And then the macro outcome obviously would be, you know, getting the project, uh, not only launched, but showing ROI on the project, you know, showing a return on investment on the project or closing a big deal or getting a promotion, right? All of those different things that are more life changing. Um, and then the last thing, you know, I, it's it's another mindset thing, but it's realizing that this one race, this one marathon, is not the end all be all. It's that really life and what happens consistently after the race is really the real marathon. So let me break this down for you. In two thousand five um, or two thousand six, rather, when I ran the first one, I was twenty five years old. My mindset was, I'm going to do this. I'm going to check it off the list that I ran a marathon and I'm never going to do it again. And then I basically continued somewhat of a downward spiral physically for the next several years before I finally snapped out of it like I told you earlier at my friend's wedding. This time around, my goal really wasn't just to complete the marathon. It wasn't just to break four hours, but literally it was to run the next Wednesday after the marathon. So for literally Sunday, Monday, Tuesday to recover and then to get back out there and run again. Now that didn't happen the first time around, but I told myself in the weeks leading up to the marathon, you will run and you will want to run. Your body's gonna feel good enough to run. You're gonna continue doing this because life, this is gonna be super cheesy, but life is the marathon. And so this particular mindset really helped me not only achieve the goal I consider the, running the 2018 Nashville Rock and Roll Marathon the micro goal, life being the macro goal of continuing to live this way, eating healthy, setting goals, being driven, having a mindset of success, pain management, doing it for myself so that I can do it for others, all of those different types of concepts are really kind of rolling up into what I'm talking about here. And so it was more than just wanting to prove that I could do better than the ridiculous 6 hour and 17 minute time. It was more than just wanting to show people I could do a full after doing 5 halves. It was because I needed to be challenged. I needed to challenge myself. I needed to learn, grow, and have it be fun again. Because again, it's cheesy but true, but if I stay stagnant, I get worse and not better. Now this overall mindset helps me in life, athletics, and in business. So listen up, no matter your time, keep setting your goals higher and put in the work. Push yourself to achieve your goals. Don't do it for others or because of others. Do it for yourself. Realize that each accomplishment Is just one more part of the journey slash marathon. And this, my friends, is why I will keep doing it. Thank you so much for listening to the Paul Hickey podcast. Have a great day. Alexa, play songs by Russ from Spotify. Playing songs by Russ from Spotify. If you're still listening out there, there's a lot more content at dataoveropinions.com. Alexa, stop.